The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films. But our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. guys welcome to real talk number i think it's six six, so six and a half maybe six six and a half whatever it takes yeah. so um if you see this on your feed i'm probably gonna put it as like 6.5 just more like just real cover professional ourselves. talk am i right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this is where we just cut loose and we have fun and we talk about current events slash movies we watch tv shows we watch usually deaths of uh, actors actresses um stuff like that so let's just get started right off the bat so, Kyle, I think for the number one topic we need to talk about is the movie Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. What an outstanding movie. It is uh, a, definitely a sequel that is worth watching. Yeah. In terms of, like, the, the recent kind of onslaught of legacy sequels we've got, Top Gun Maverick kind of stands far above the oh, rest, far. really. Uh, I can't think... Actually, off the top of my head, I can't think of a really a better one. I think this is kind of, like, the, the best-case scenario for a sequel, which is completely unexpected in my mind. I did not think Top Gun Maverick would be nearly this good. Oh, no. Uh, you know, the idea that, like, you know, like, Tom Cruise is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reprise my role from more than 30 years ago and, like, be a jet plane pilot again. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's, that's absurd, ridiculous, even. But if you but watch the movie, it. it is perfectly... It's perfectly fine. Right. Perfectly fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board, even knowing how ridiculous it is in the context and everything like that. Uh, still, uh, an incredible film. And I, and I think they tied it in nicely to the first one very well. Um, with Goose's son, Bruce, yeah, Rooster, yeah, yeah. and um, you know the the flying scenes and and the way they brought in Val Kilmer. Spoiler alert: if you haven't watched it, um, the way they brought in Val Kilmer into this movie um, because we all know the situation with him and how he's and had lost throat his cancer and all that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really, really well done. Um, so kudos if you haven't seen it it is definitely worth a watch and i will be buying it when it comes out oh certainly me too um yeah first in line there for sure um Uh, something else that's going on right now is the new kenobi um actually the last episode just dropped this morning i haven't had a chance to watch it yet Mm -hmm. so um but the first five are really good um Mm mm-hmm and then uh, last week when you actually saw Anakin and Obi-Wan doing the duel back from... The, yeah, the prequel sparring oh, match. Man. Incredible stuff. Incredible it's good stuff. stuff. Um, you know, some people may not like it, but anytime that you... I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi with um, Ewan McGregor, he just looks fantastic. It's And Hayden Christian reprising his role as Darth Vader. It's just something you th- wish they would have continued back in the day because they, they are just the chemistry they have together... And mm-hmm. watching this, uh, these episodes, 
it shows you how strong Darth Vader has become with the Sith um, yeah. using the dark side. Um, when he pulls down an entire spacecraft with his hand, yeah. with his force, it's it's amazing. And he's yeah. very brutal in this. Yeah, and I would say, like, even being generous, I think Disney's acquisition with Star Wars, the films that come out in the TV series, it's been a mixed bag, even being right. generous. Um, the thing that hasn't been a mixed bag, though, is Darth Vader. Um, making him almost like a Jason Voorhees slasher villain in the Star Wars universe is a brilliant idea that just demonstrates how much he is to be feared and powerful and uh, how evil he really is in these in this time of Anakin's life is breathtaking, honestly. It's incredible to watch. It's incredibly uh, entertaining to watch. And yeah, seeing Darth Vader in these scenes and in Rogue, and in Rogue One when that came out right, was absolutely Right, because, incredible. you know, going back and watching the original movies, you always wondered why is everybody afraid of this guy? Because he hasn't, he didn't really show a lot of, I mean, I'm sure he cut off his own son's I, hand, yeah. but I mean, you never saw the sheer brutality that you see in this, like where he just, he's coming to find Kenobi um, to get his revenge, and he's just snapping kids' necks, people's necks, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. uh, very brutal. Yeah, and, and granted, like, there was history stuff like, okay, if you want to go read the comic books or the books or something like that, too, there's there's a lot of stuff in there about Darth Vader did even before Disney acquisition. They're like, oh, my God, Darth Vader is as terrifying as ever. But this is the first time we get to see that on the screen right. itself, just how, uh, like, how much, like, oh, yeah, the galaxy is an incredibly dark face, dark place because Darth Vader exists, mm-hmm. you know, as just a pure, like, just almost like he's almost like a force of nature when he walks into the room because you know everything's gonna go badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, really. And his hatred for Obi Wan Kenobi and what he did to him, um, it really fuels these, this miniseries. Um, and I believe they've already green light season two, which they say is gonna focus on a different story of, from Obi Wan Kenobi, which I really hope. It has them still being hunted down by bounty hunters and stuff like that. I think it'd be really cool. So yeah, uh, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, but I think Ewan McGregor is perfectly cast as Obi Wan Kenobi, and he does a really, oh, well, yeah, really good perfect. job. So yeah, he's perfect. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, it's kind of like when they first announced the show, I didn't think this would be the story they would tell of like how does Carrie, how does uh, you know Princess Leia know who Obi Wan mm-hmm. is before the first um, film trilogy starts? Um, and th- that being the story of the season is a great idea. My first idea, and something I think would be really cool if they get to it someday, would be like, oh, you know, um, Obi Wan. Um, finding out that uh, uh, Darth Maul is still around and mm-hmm. having his own um, taste of getting his own revenge to a degree or tracking down and bringing Darth Maul to justice. And well, they did that in the Clone Wars, uh, that fight scene that they did. But I think bringing it to the... Especially after you saw him alive in Han Solo mm-hmm. at the end of that movie... I think it would be really cool, especially if Ewan McGregor can still do it. You know what I mean? That, that's that's what we had. I mean, it's like I understand they did in Clone Wars, and that was a good story there too. And also, animators, like, there's a lot of cool stuff they did there for sure. But I would also love to see like a similar, very similar story, even if it's going to break canon again. That kind of thing of like, right. let's have Ewan McGregor and Darth Maul actually fight it out again in uh, Disney's fashion of like they do excellent lightsaber duels and those kind of like dramatic stories. Um, so those things are usually pretty excellent in my mind um, from Disney's uh, production. So I would love to see that in a, a new narrative. So um, yeah, I definitely kind of want to hope see that. Um, if they or if they surprise me again, I'm also happy with that too because um, I've, I was very surprised with this season and it's very pleasantly surprised. You know, and you're I not think, caught up yet, so you still missed a few I, I, episodes. I'm, yeah, I haven't watched I haven't watched last week's episode and of course the newest episode I watched today. But I did I did catch a brief synopsis of that episode where it's like okay, everything about the third sister and and I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, right, hasn't watched it himself, but like the, the pre- Cool little sparring match and those kind of things too. I um I loved I kind of, everything about it, man. Yeah, and it was kind of funny too. I was uh I was I watched the first two episodes and I was honestly kind of disappointed. <laughs> uh, I'll admit to it because I was like, 
I feel like I watched those first two episodes and it was like, okay, ladies and cannot, we're doing, we're going to explain this. Like, oh, that's okay. And then for like the last season two cliffhanger to be, last um, episode two cliffhanger, is like, Darth Vader's coming back. Like, yeah. oh, really? Darth yeah. Vader? Huh? The one character you do this season for? Right. <laughs> it's like you didn't know. And that's how they played in episode two. Like, they didn't know Darth Vader would come up. And then it's like a huge reveal. It's like, no, we all knew coming in Darth Vader was going to be in the show. So I was like, yeah, I wish, I wish if there was a way that we could have kept that secret with Hayden yeah. Christensen coming back. I think that would have just been like. If they didn't announce that immediately. Oh, can you imagine? Then it would have been amazing. Can you imagine? Yeah. Your face would have hit yeah. the floor and, like. And the, the show is set up like that. It's almost like. I, I remember the first prequel movie they did where Darth Maul has the dual ended lightsaber. And like, if they didn't show that in the trailers. It would have been amazing to watch the movie. It's even framed in the movie like you wouldn't expect that to happen. Then all of a sudden, the second lightsaber comes out. Well, it's like and, the the last time I remember <laughs> something like that is in Attack of the Clones at the end when you see Yoda fight for the first time because he it doesn't show it in the previews, but you see him just hobbling in. You know, what I mean, with this mm-hmm. stick, and you're like, okay, here's Count Dooku. Yoda's about to get messed up, you know, and he's like, you know, like, hello, no, my no. apprentice. You know, and he that is he gets his lightsaber out, and then he just goes, ah, oh, and he starts yeah. running around, jumping off walls and everything, and the lightsaber. It's one of my favorite lightsaber scenes of all time because yeah. I just think it's really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things like absolutely like like a, like trailers and early promotion kind of ruined a little bit of my initial like reaction right. to the show. Um, it's paying off now and I'm losing my voice a second here. Let me cough. <clears throat> there we go. I sound like me again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm ha- I'm happy it's going good right now. But I'm definitely like yeah, playing Darth Vader like he was gonna be like oh we're gonna show Darth Vader like of course you're gonna show Darth Vader. Right. You you've been talking for the past three years about how you have Hayden Christensen signed on. <laughs> right. So, Kyle, is there any other movies or TV shows that you have watched recently that you would like to discuss? Like, uh, you know, uh, you haven't seen it yet either, so I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it kind of short. But I watched Bob's Burger and absolutely Bob's the Bob's Burger movie, and uh, absolutely adored it. It's a fantastic. It was a it was a musical, which surprised me. I didn't expect that. But um, I was I was um, when I first watched the Simpsons movie when it came out in theaters, I thought it was like okay. I didn't like everyone being like mean to it. And then after watching the Bob's Burgers movie, I'm now very mean on Simpsons movie because it's like Bob's Burger did it right. They absolutely like they made this show um, that, that that fit right in. Like this could be a big episode of the show, but it's a movie. It has movie stakes and it feels really, really cool. <laughs> and I just absolutely adore it because it's like it just it's completely in the right tone, headspace, and it has musical instruments that are actually really sound good. And uh, I really appreciate that film overall. So. Um, um, I don't even know if it's still in theaters at this point because it was just kind of sent out to die with the same week of Top Gun Maverick coming out. It's like, no one's going to see this movie. <laughs> no one. It got sent out to die entirely. Um, but when it comes out on Blu-ray or streaming services, um, I would encourage everyone to watch it multiple times because <laughs> it is hilarious. I love Bob's Burgers. It's one of the most wholesome shows on TV today, I think. Love it to death. Yeah. So that's about the only thing I really saw. I'm trying to keep up with, like, uh, I'm going to start watching um, Star Trek uh, Changing the World here pretty soon and get caught up with that season. I started watching, uh, I started getting, um, catching up with uh, Star Trek Discovery because I didn't start watching that show mm-hmm. at all. And I'm almost caught up there entirely now. So then I'm going to get on Changing the World. Do you soon. like Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, at first, I hated that show. Um, <laughs> admit, a lot of us did. I, I watched like the first like two episodes, and like this sounds awful. <laughs> like criminal Starfleet captain, and then like the captain's really mean, and everyone seems really rude to her. <laughs> it's like this just doesn't feel like Star Trek to me at all. Um, but then I stuck with it for like the, the later half of that first season. Then it kind of got better on more of a Star Trek vibe to me. And then uh, as the seasons went on, they're like, like, oh, okay, this show. This show is solid and takes a lot of uh, bold risks with um, Star Trek that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of a, 
you know, I, I, I don't know how it stands in like the ranking of Star Trek shows, but it's certainly a good show on its own right, and I appreciate it. I'm gonna keep watching it. You know, season five is coming out later this year. I'm gonna watch that too. So uh, yeah. Anything else? Um, nothing else for me, Jimbo. You got anything else you've been watching? Yeah, or? I watched um, Choose or Die. It's a Netflix original movie. Um, it's about um, a, an old floppy disk video game um, that uh, basically when you, when there was gonna be a hundred fifty thousand dollar prize if you could beat the game. But the game is actually tied to real-life situations where you have to choose something or you die. Um, so basically it's like, hey, do you want to um, escape the bathroom or go through the living room when there's this giant rat chasing you? Um, and But the, the rat is actually chasing your mom while you're on the computer and it kills the mom or she jumps out the window or something like that. So um, – Without giving too much away, uh, the only way the guy was able to get rid of it is if he made copies of it at the beginning. So now there's multiple copies of this out there, and it it follows a girl um, who actually makes it to the end of the game. Uh, And I'm not going to say anything else about it. So if you like a good, um, I wouldn't even say good, if you just want something different, um, it's an all right movie. It sounds kind of like Robert England's in it for uh, his voices for a little bit. So. Kind of sounds in the same realm of like Black Mirror or Twilight Zone of like the high concept kind of silly thing of like what we actually do. Uh, but maybe not written that well either. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like those. It's along the line of like Truth or Dare movie or you know one of those mm-hmm. gimmicky movies like that. So I can't, I can't remember. What, I think it was like was it was it just called Gamers Must Die or something like that. It was a, it was a movie with like some idea like you die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah, um, <laughs> similar, similar kind of low. I did kind of start comedy. watching the musical Cyrano with Peter Dinklage. Oh, it is fantastic uh, from what I've seen. Uh, most of us know him from uh, either uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, Pixels. Um, I think he was in one of the Marvel movies as the yeah. Watcher. Um, you know, just it's I, just I, such a good. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I had to read Cyrano uh, in my high school days. It was a play about a guy that has a long nose. And um, he thinks he's ugly, but he can write like poems and love stuff. And he basically gets this friend of his that's real good looking, and the girl falls in love with him because he writes so well. And in the yeah. end, you know, he she finds out that it was really him the whole time. So that's kind of along the movie. I haven't finished it, but I'm about halfway through, and and I'm enjoying it. It has a good soundtrack. So. Um, I recommend Cyrano for anybody that I, hasn't I, seen I, I'm it. I'm so happy you reminded me of that movie, but I'm so frustrated that I forgot it over the past month because the past month has been so busy for me. Right. So I, I got to get back right on that and watch that myself too because that that is that has got to be pure magic. I'm sure. Oh, I, I, I'm so excited to see that now. Okay, thanks for reminding me about that. Jim. Yeah. Um, the I've also been watching a lot. See, I've been starting a new workout regimen, so I basically go on the treadmill for at least uh, an hour. Um, and when I do, uh, my companions are the Goldbergs. Um, it's a TV show basically set in the uh, 80s, um, and it has a lot of throwback stuff to when I was a kid. Um, so, I mean, I just watched an episode where he had his little action figures and toys, and um, he liked this girl, and they told him to get rid of his toys, basically to become a man, yeah. you know. And, you know, seeing him that he has, like, the Transformers and the G.I. Joes and, you know, the, the uh, Star Wars characters. Um, and he actually had the entire... Uh, aircraft carrier from G.I. Joe in his bedroom. It's like nine foot ah, yeah, long, incredible. you know what I mean? And she's like, oh, you got that? He's like, oh, no. You know, and she's like, it's so big. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's nothing. But yeah, yeah, I love I love that show so far. It's it's good stuff. I feel like, I feel like Goldberg is like the... 
it, it's kind of funny because it, it went further back in time, but I feel like that's like the successor in my mind to like Malcolm in the Middle in a lot of ways. I liked Malcolm in the Middle. Too. I like I love Malcolm in the Middle a lot too. But that was I more nineties. Like, oh well, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle was nineties, yeah. but like the Goldberg came out later, and it was the eighties show. You know um, that kind of thing. So. Something else that was breaking news: uh, the original cast of Married with Children is coming back, and it is an anime. Oh. It is a cartoon with all their voices. So, I'm kind of intrigued to see where that goes because, <laughs> you know, I wish if they were going to do it instead of doing an anime, I wish they would have just done Married with Grandchildren and had Bud and Kelly have kids and, you know, can you imagine Al and Peggy trying to deal with grandkids? It would be hilarious and I think it would be a really big hit, personally. Yeah, I I could see a lot of cool stuff happening out of there and and once again, like, having that that culture clash too because that is definitely a show of the time. Oh, yes. And bringing those characters forward would be very interesting to see, like, how they deal with things nowadays. I hope they wouldn't change a thing. I hope it would just stay as raunchy as ever. You know what I mean? Because there was some stuff that happened on that show that was hilarious. You know Yeah, yeah, no. But I'm really interested to see where that goes. Um, I hope they don't just ruin it just for the sake of getting the name out there and doing a stupid show. You know I, what if, I mean? if, if, I, if if it's bad, it's just going to be a one and done and you'll forget about it. It'll be, just be buried down with other animated shows. Like, um, oh, I think it was earlier this year. They had a uh, a Saul Goodman animated TV show based off the Better Call Saul show. It is terrible. <laughs> It is. It is. It is an offense. It is an assault on mankind. See, I've never watched it Better, is, Off, so, or Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Better Call Saul is an amazing. show. I haven't show. watched Breaking Bad either. Yeah, though, so. Better Call Saul, perhaps even better than the Breaking Bad show. That's how good I consider Better Call Saul. And Breaking Bad, of course, had a national, you know, acclaim. People love that show. I think Better Call Saul is even better in a lot of respects. This little animated Saul Goodman show is just a generic cartoon where the main character happens to be named Saul Goodman. It's just the worst, most boring show, uh, poorly animated, and I hate everything about it. <laughs> well, Kyle, don't hold back. You know, just tell us exactly uh, how you it, feel. That's me being generous. <laughs> wow. Um, as, as an affront to all animation, it's just like it's just like anyone should be doing something else besides that. You should all quit, get another job. And even as hard, tough as the world is, you deserve better for yourself. Don't 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 settle for that show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if there was anything. So. I watched um, Batman Assault on Arkham, the the anime, um, not too long ago too. Um, I started watching Supergirl. If mm. you've ever seen Supergirl I, from the man, that's got to be uh, the eighties. Yeah. I, I rewatched all the Evil Dead movies with my roommate the past few weeks. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah. So Evil Dead one and two and Army of Darkness, and we didn't do the we didn't do the the reboot remake yet. We did watch the first episode of the um, Asher's Evil Dead show. That was fun too. The, the, that whole series is pretty good. That, <laughs> I, um, I just wanted to show him the first episode, just give him the concept of like, so how did the Evil Dead come back? Oh boy, let me tell you, <laughs> Ash just got drunk. <laughs> Speaking of that, have Bruce you ever Campbell. Seen, His birthday's today, actually. Yeah, happy Sorry, birthday, Bruce. Have you ever seen uh, Bubba Hotep? Bubba, no, I've not even heard of that one. Okay. Um, it is a Bruce Campbell movie mm-hmm. where he thinks that he is Elvis Presley in a nursing home. And hang on, i got to look up the cast real quick. Um um, I, I want to make sure I, I get it right. Yeah, one looks at a few. It's been very funny. Like I'm watching Evil Dead movies uh, with my roommate at night sometimes, and then I've also been uh, my my parents have been watching um, Burn Notice. Several once in a while, I come to I come into the room and I just hear Bruce Campbell talking on Burn Notice, and I go watch Bruce Campbell at night. So I was like, I've been surrounded by Bruce Campbell for the last time, and I've even been reading the book. Um, Bruce Campbell, if chins could kill, 
which is a very funny book about Bruce Campbell's um, life. His okay. autobiography. So Ossie Davis is in it with him. Ossie okay. Davis. Okay. Now listen, here is the premise of it. I'm going to read you okay. the synopsis of Go Boba Hotel. I'm ready. Don't laugh. After falling into a lengthy coma following a freak accident involving hip gyration, a now-aged Elvis Presley, who is Bruce Campbell, wakes up in an East Texas nursing home where he befriends Jack, who is Ossie Davis, an African-American senior who claims to be President John F. Kennedy. After residents of their quiet retirement community start dying of dubious and unnatural causes, Elvis and Jack discover the perpetrator is Bubba Hotep, an Egyptian mummy with murderous intentions. It's a great concept. So it's it's, it's just it's down to earth. It's believable. It makes sense. This happens all the time. Elvis it Presley is, and Black John. I've seen that man. It's got to been you know. It, it's been a long time. I'm saying it's been out for a long time. That's probably 15 years, 20 years. That's excellent. Yeah. So I have no complaints. Do yourself ten a favor. Watch right Bubba there. Just, you, know, you tell me synopsis. I don't care how bad the movie is now. It's a 10 out of 10 in my heart. Oh, wait, you wait I, till you watch it. It's I'm pretty watch funny. It and it's like okay, this is even better now. Um, I just I can't be disappointed that. Bruce Campbell's always a delight on screen. He's never had a bad scene. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Like Bruce Campbell's just hilarious. <laughs> so that brings us to um, the darker shade of life. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the uh, news stories that's broke recently is Ezra Miller, aka the Flash, um, is now pretty much no longer going to be part of. Any future Anything. <laughs> um, Harry Potter films is in the he's in the last Harry uh, oh Deathly Hollows or oh no uh, Dumbledore uh, Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Him uh, The Crimes yeah. of Dumbledore or whatever it was um, I guess he's had a couple run-ins with the law in Hawaii for More than a couple. <laughs> uh, drunk and disorderly conduct um, and now he is actually on the run um, with a twelve-year-old girl. Um, and he is just taunting police on social media like uh, you'll never catch me or catch me if you can and uh, (sighs) yeah I want to say I I feel so bad Uh, the victims obviously are suffering much worse than anyone else but like imagine being Warner Brothers and like who tried to cobble together at like a, a you know a detective comics cinematic universe for so many years like Aquaman successful Wonder Woman successful okay we're gonna place all our bets on making a Flash time travel movie to kind of reboot the DCEU and then Ezra Miller the one person this whole thing kind of lynches upon turns out to be like just a serial criminal doing horrific things around right. the country and bragging about them publicly right. uh, so, is just like gotta be like another wrench in the gears of like we are trying everything we can to hold this thing together and then Ezra Miller just basically just tossed it all up and threw it together it's, right it's, 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 it's a sad situation it really is mm-hmm. um, you know as a DC fan it's just another black eye uh, for the DC fans yeah um, for what DC does so good with their animation, anime movies, and even like um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman to a degree. Yeah, uh, it's just they can't. Catch can a, do, they can never you, catch a no, break. All you can do is just shake your head. You know, what yeah, I mean? shake their head. Um, I do believe that he's still going to be in the ne- the Flash movie that comes out in March of next year. But that's probably the last time you're going to see him in the Flash. And costume, even then, I, I would say. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Too, right? That they may recast him and, and yeah. reshoot all of the scenes because that movie is like, you know, even if they do keep him, that movie is still a year out. And like, man, who knows what else will happen to Ezra Miller in a year's time? Because it feels like every week there's something new about him doing something awful, and it's just a, uh, it's like. 
he, you know, like no one else, like like not even celebrities can get away of this. He's gonna face real punishment. He will have real jail time coming at him. I'm sure. Oh, probably, um, definitely. You know, uh, this is absolutely like disgusting, inhumane, terrible stuff. Like too, like you like you like forget Hollywood and Detective Comics and fan bases. Like he's just a bad person. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, um, I know Michael Keaton's supposed to reprise his role in that, but I did see, uh, and HBO's coming out with a Batgirl series. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton actually puts on the bat suit again. That's that's incredible. Um, I loved Michael Keaton as Batman, so I'm really excited for that. And for the older Bruce Wayne or whatever he portrays in the Flash um, movie that's coming out, hopefully in March of next year, I do believe. Yeah. Um, it's just I, I think like, right now you don't know what's going to happen right there, so. Yeah, you don't know what the, what the future is for detective comic movies or like you know the DC movies going forward, and uh, you you hope that um, Ezra Miller gets brought to justice, obviously, because like he can't keep doing these terrible things to regular people. You know, you can't or you, any people, any people for that matter, like throwing a chair at people, choking out a woman, and like you can keep getting arrested and tossed out, and now he's on the run from the police with a twelve year old girl. Like that's just like all stuff. Like no, no one does this right. And I do believe their mom said that he he offered her marijuana, LSD, and alcohol while she was with him or whatever. Yeah, so all- I mean. All that stuff is just not good. No story ends well when it starts Never. like that. No. Um, <laughs> you know. You know, but then again, it's just the price of fame that some people go down and they never recover from. Um, it's a sad situation. It's so. well, a double-edged sword for all celebrities is that like you have all that money so you can afford to get yourself help, but you can also afford to indulge in any vice you've ever had. Right. And a lot of actors and a lot of celebrities choose advice. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, um, that's a terrible thing, too. And it's like – it's, it's like, <laughs> I, it's dark. It's 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 dark. Uh, you almost want to be like um, uh, gruesomely humorous about it to to an extent, where it's like it's funny that like it just kept going bad for Warner Brothers and the DC movies. Um, but it's also like a dark and very real thing that I don't want to joke about at all, right? Because it, as they're doing this stuff is very very bad and ongoing. It's it is a crime that is still ongoing. Um, so hopefully those all get resolved. Yeah, hopefully we'll have an update for you on our next real talk. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. he turns himself in or he right. gets caught soon, mm-hmm. and that the little girl is safe. Um, that's all we can hope for. Yeah. And so hopefully they kind of sort out their stuff with DC and like figure out movie stuff later on. And right. Uh, um, yeah. That should take that should take a back burner right now mm-hmm. uh, to everything anyway. So. Yeah, it's secondary too. Um, yeah. Another movie that's out that I haven't seen yet, Kyle, is uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I've not got a chance to see it either. Um, I don't know how well it's doing. Actually, I think it's doing like fine. If not like not super well, but doing fine. In I talked right to now. some guys at work, and they said that it is really good, and they say it's probably the best one of the new Jurassic parks. Not so, a high bar, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always liked dinosaurs. I've always liked the Jurassic Park films, but the, yeah. the thing that's going to save this movie, I think, is all the old cast members coming back. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always on. I'm always on board for Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Always. <laughs> so that's that's always a, a, a win in my book. So I'm definitely going to be happy to see them just collecting that paycheck at the end of the day. Like, get that back. Right. <laughs> so either they just phoned it in. Like, you know what? Good on you guys. You deserve it. Um, so I'll give credit for that. Um, not really a big fan of like Chris Pratt over. The years, not, not like any of the, the 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 fake cancel culture stuff about Chris Pratt. I just don't really care for him. She's an actor. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so, anything else, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I, I, 
since since he mentioned like Michael Caden reimposing his role as Batman, um, I am excited for see that. I hope we get to see more of that in the future. I, I kind of hope that maybe one day, uh, if he did anything, it'd be like him reprising uh, his role as Bruce Wayne and then being like a, a straight up like uh, reboot of like Batman Beyond. That's what I said. Great. I think he would be perfect in like, that. Yeah, but I think like you do Batman Beyond now, not even late. Like do right. do like sci-fi technology now, but he's Batman Beyond. It's not like a um, future animated series kind of thing. Like do it right now. Oh like, yeah, Batman do it live Beyond action. Is, like, when right. Almost like Iron Man levels of like sci-fi technology but it's Batman in a suit and it's uh what was the name of Batman Beyond's character do you remember uh, up your head nah you're gonna die that's okay Batman <laughs> Batman but young kid yeah uh, Batman but he goes with to the, high school with the terrible Joker <laughs> terrible Joker yes yes oh my god the Joker squad and all that kind of, yeah. oh my god there's so many there's so many bad villains in that show oh yeah uh, but also good villains too um, Batman Beyond's a good show <laughs> I'd like to go ahead and send a special thanks to the Evil Never Dies podcast who came on this week and helped us do the uh, Friday the 13th movie since Kyle wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to go ahead and release this episode today as well. Um, yeah. So you get a little dose of Kyle today. Yeah, yeah. And I should be getting a more consistent schedule going forward. So hopefully, like, recording should be going back to a to consistent interval, right. like, one a week. Hopefully, we'll get that done. No promises just yet, but, like, everything should be fine. We got a lot I'm of stuff in the pipeline. No um, we stumbled upon, uh, across a movie that I had never seen before, neither Kyle. It's called Under the Rainbow with Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher and 150 small people. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, the uh, munchkins from The Wizard of Oz have rented out a hotel uh, while they're filming or something, and shenanigans ensue, it looks like. So I don't know how it is. I just got it. So um, we'll probably do a review on that here. You might do a review. I, I was even or a real gym, talk. A real talk, something like that. We might even try to do a live show. Who knows? <laughs> Live show. Um, either way, we gotta tackle this film for better or for worse, and see what happens. This could be a mistake. In fact, it probably is. But we're gonna do it anyways. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued. Anything with Princess Leia in it, you know, it's got to be good. Exactly. Always fan of Carrie Fisher. Right. And Chevy Chase. So. And Chevy Chase. Yes. Well, with that being said, I think this episode of Real Talk 6.5 is 6. coming 5 to five and a half and three quarters. Um, uh, two nuggets out of ten tacos. And that's a wrap. And cut. <laughs>